Kings. It's a little smaller group, and we're happy for each one of you here. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about something that we all face. Um, I'm, I'm going to be talking about uh, overcoming challenges. Uh, every, every day, we go through some type of challenge. Some day isn't as bad as other days. Uh, we have to make decisions. And sometimes uh, decisions we make determines the outcome of the, of the challenge we're facing. And sometimes uh, we have no, ch sometimes we put ourselves um, in the, into a predicament where we face the challenges, and other times we don't. Other times we can't help that we're facing whatever we're facing. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, challenges this morning in Sunday school. James, you touched a little bit on it. Uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 7. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Uh, that's, that's a great promise. He, he wants you to put all your cares to him. Uh, God is a God of love, and he wants to help you with your challenges. He loves you enough that he gave his only son to die on the cross. Um, so if he did that, he most definitely will help you with your challenges that you're facing. But the important thing to remember, the challenges we're facing, he, know, he already knows what we need. He already knows what we want. Uh, he knows the challenges we're facing. But unless you ask him to help you, he is not going to, he's probably not going to help you. So we need to remember um, to ask him. And he, sh he should be your best friend if he isn't, um, where you could just talk to him. Every day when you face that challenge, you just turn to him and say, uh, you can say, Jesus, how do you want me to handle this challenge today? I'm, I'm speaking as much to myself as I am to you. I needed to hear this. Um, but out of this message, if there's one thing, you're not going to remember a lot that I say, but there's one thing I want you to remember is when you're facing challenges this coming week and this coming month, talk to Jesus. He is listening. If there's one thing to remember, talk to Jesus. He is listening. In Matthew 6, I'm going to read from 25 to 34. It says, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall be put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith, therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or withal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought, 
for, for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought of itself, of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. See, in 33, he's saying, seek first the kingdom of God. And when you do that, his, and his righteousness, these things shall be added unto you. He will take care of you. He will help you face your challenges. In, in these verses, he is, God is promising to take care of us. Remember, when facing challenges, talk to Jesus. He is listening. He loves, he loves you. He died for you. Accept him. Do you really think the world has anything better to offer? Um, last Sunday, we heard a testimony of a young man. And what Wayne was saying is what, whatever God created that is good, whatever was created by God, Satan has a counterfeit. He always comes back with a counterfeit. God is, God is love. Satan is, fear is from the devil. Um, in, in everything, there is a counterfeit. The only, the only way that you're going to experience true peace, joy, and happiness is by accepting Jesus. That's the only way. Sometimes, um, seems like, and I'm talking to myself, sometimes um, I, just, I just have fears in my heart about the challenges I'm facing. Like, we, if, if it's a big challenge, we just don't, we just can't quite turn it over to Jesus. But we, we need to. Um, when we get into those situations where we just don't know how we're going to handle this, we need to go to the Word and talk to, the, and talk to God and read of the Word and Jesus will give you understanding if you ask him how to deal with this. In Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. See what he's promising to do? He is going to uphold you with his righteous hand if he is your God. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, he says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And also 1 John 4 verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So if I catch myself fearing, I know I, I need to better myself because I have not been perfected in love. God is promising to help us. The spirit he gave us is not a fear. He promised to uphold you, to help you. With a promise like that, I mean, we're ready to face next week's challenges, right? Next month. I mean, that's, that's quite a promise. He's promising to uphold you. If you, if you want to turn to Joshua 6, I'm going to read that chapter. I'm going to, it talks about the walls, uh, it talks about the challenges that the Israelites were faced. They, they came against a challenge, they came against walls. It says in Joshua 6, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. When they seen the children of Israel, they completely shut all their gates. Their walls, according to history, were about between 12 and 17 feet high and about 5 to 6 feet wide. So they could actually be on top of the wall, and as soon as somebody would come up, I mean, they could probably mow down quite an quite a army with the walls there. 
in verse 2, it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of Valier. And ye shall compass the city, and all you men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram horns, and the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of, city, of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. And Joshua the son of the nun called the priests and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant, and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said unto the people, Pass on and compass the city, and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. Sometimes when we face challenges and we can feel God leading us a certain way, it makes no sense whatsoever. And then sometimes when we actually follow through with it, we look back and it makes perfect sense. And thinking about what they were supposed to do is walk around the, around the walls of Jericho, it probably didn't make too much sense. I mean, why wouldn't you just charge in and take complete control? But they didn't. In verse 8, it says, And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets, and the reward came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice, neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout. Then ye shall shout. So the ark of the Lord can pass the city going about it once, and they came into camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord, and seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the reward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. Second day they compassed the city once and returned into camp. So they did six days. Six days they went around, around the city. And the, the people of the city, they had no idea what was going on. I mean, they, they, were, probably, they, they were probably laughing a little bit. They, I imagine they stayed out just far enough so their, their weapons couldn't reach them. Uh, in verse 14, and the second, in verse 15, And it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early above the dawning of the day, compassed the city after the same manner seven times. Only on that day they compassed the city seven times, and it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city, and the city shall be a curse even in and all that are therein to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And ye in any wise keep yourself from the cursed thing, lest ye you make yourself a curse. When ye take of the cursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, 
the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep, and ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she hath, as ye swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and her mother and her brethren and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire and all that was therein, only the silver and gold and the vessels of brass and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua, save Rahab the harlot, and her, house, her father's household, and all that she had, she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the messengers, which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. And Joshua had heard, adjured them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city of Jericho. He shall lay down the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame was noised throughout all, the whole country. Uh, because Joshua was willing to do what didn't really make sense, or doesn't make sense to me, to circle the city seven times, God was with him. And, and he, Joshua understood that to begin with. Just like the children of Israel did in this chapter we just read, we need to focus on God's power. They knew that God could do this, and they trusted him. We need to do the same thing. No matter how big the wall is that looms over your life, be assured that it, will, it can shrink down until it falls completely when you trust God. God will help you overcome it. See, God is much larger than any obstacle wall you'll ever face. So rather than looking at the wall, look at God who stands ready to help. When you focus on how great God's power is, you'll be able to see your problem for the right perspective and gain the confidence to know that you can handle it with God's help. See, we need to keep in mind that God, our creator, he already knows every detail, right? He knows what we're going through, and he cares deeply about you. He cares enough that his only son died for us. That should tell us how much he cares. We need, we, this is hard. Um, we need to choose to see our walls or challenges as an opportunity to cultivate our character and increase our faith while you trust God to lead you through the process of overcoming. We need to trust in God's plan. Even when it doesn't make sense, we need to trust in him. It, it might seem mysterious, from our limited human mind, but whenever you decide to trust God's plan, you can count on God to deliver. Uh, and the chapter we just read, they chose to trust God instead of their own minds, and he delivered. Even, even the toughest challenges together, even the toughest challenges, he, will he, will, he can overcome, he can deliver. He is much greater than that. See, God's plan for your life is in your best interest. By seeking God, he will reveal his plan for your life. Rather than, it's a lot better to, to uh, seek out God's plan for you than just going our own way and following our own plan. 
if we ask the Holy Spirit, we need to ask the Holy Spirit to help cast aside the fears and the walls and the challenges we face. We need to help him to over. We need to ask him to help us overcome by remembering God's love during the moments when you when you need the courage to move forward with his plan for your life, the more you focus on God's love, the less afraid you'll feel. See, because God is love, and fear is the opposite of love. As God reveals his plan for you, simply follow it as well as you can, day by day. Be willing to say yes to whatever God asks you to do, even when it doesn't make sense. Even when he asks us to go around the walls of Jericho to face our challenges, just do it. it. It'll make sense in the end. And and in closing, we need to surround ourselves with other believers that believe the same thing as we do to remind us of the truth and cheer us on toward achieving our goal. And I would like you to, and again, if there's one thing from the message, it's a rather short message, is when you're facing the challenges, Talk to Jesus because he is listening. Let's all stand for prayer. Lord, we come to you today. We, we turn all our challenges over to you, Lord. We just ask that you be with us this coming week. Help us to encourage people around us. Help, help us to be a light of your kingdom, to share your testimony, Lord. I ask that you would bless each person in here. Just ask that the Holy Spirit would guide us this next week. Would you just be with us the rest of today? And also, we thank you for your son who died on the cross for us. We just ask that you be with each and every one as we go through this next week and face the challenges, face the walls, face our walls, Lord. Help us to break through them and help us to overcome our challenges. We just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.